And if you want to be the next kingpin of your vacation, don't miss Splitsville Luxury Lanes. <laughs> With 30 lanes of bowling, plus billiards, dancing, and dining, it's where the atmosphere is cool, retro, and the main menu is Main Street Mechies. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> not splitsville <laughs> i even loved it oh no that's so cursed right out of the <laughs> gate bad. splitsville ad <laughs> no no even better it is the uh blanking uh the disney it's like the disney shoot. hotel where uh, the must do reel. with stacy about oh. splitsville <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> Must do Disney. Ugh. Yeah, uh, from 2015. Wow, what a yep. treat. Thanks for really yep. taking us back to a better yeah. time. Absolutely. <laughs> well, this is Mainstream oh, Mechies, no. the show where two real-life engineers and hopeful Imagineers talk about all things Disney. Uh, I'm your diner extraordinaire, Noah. And I'm your fantasizing foodie, Alex. Yeah, fantasizing about eating at Splitsville over there. Hey, hey, listen, listen list? here, rat pizza. <laughs> yeah. Listen, listen here. <laughs> listen okay. here, Rizzo. Okay. You, don't got, you right. don't got anything to talk about. You come about. for the rat, you get the ears. I'm not going to no, no, take no, no, this. No, no, no. no. You, uh, we have had our conversation about we your have. dining choices. And <laughs> I'm not going to stand for my intro being attacked as far as where to eat. All right. All right. That's fair. Went to uh, Pandora and didn't even eat at Satali Canteen. Before things get any more heated, some <laughs> plugs. Um, ch check us out on Instagram at Main Street Mechies. Uh, there's reels and posts about episode content coming up. Uh, leave comments and interact with us. We love seeing that. You can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And whatever text you put in your review, I will have to read in a character voice of Alex's choosing, which is... Which happens Mr. to be Mr. Toad. Mr. It, Toad, it is. Going, yeah. it, you, I originally meant for it to be a surprise, like when it happens, but I like the <laughs> impending doom of this you is how having to do a Mr. Toad con, like a Mr. Toad voice in which you don't know what Mr. Toad sounds like. And I don't plan on looking it up, so no. it's still going to be a surprise to everyone. I don't know what it's going to sound like, but yeah, you go ahead and leave a five star review uh, and that will happen if you do that. You can also <laughs> check out some Main Street Mechies stickers on our Redbubble store. If you go to redbubble.com and look up Main Street Mechies, um, we've got some uh, stickers from our previous mouse geared attractions and also just some little fun ones like an armchair Imagineering degree that you can slap on your laptop and show all your friends. Yeah, um, it does nothing for you. It does nothing but it for do you. It does look like a real degree. Yeah. It, I think it looks better than a real degree. It's it's more functional. You can stick it on stuff. <laughs> yeah, I can't stick my degree on anything. Like, right, there is it just no sits there. Back. Yeah, it's pretty uh pretty boring. This one this one's exciting. Check it out. And uh, last but not least, if you're planning a Disney trip anytime soon, Alex is your guy. Go ahead and tell him about the many services <laughs> you can provide. So if you're looking to plan a Disney trip, we all know how complicated those can get. Uh, I am a trained travel agent with the Walt Disney Company. And so if you are looking for an extra hand, you're looking for somebody to help book you your rooms, your tickets, find deals, do all that stuff that nobody like. OK, I'm not going to say nobody because I like doing it. Yeah. <laughs> but a lot of people don't like doing and is just kind of a stress to a lot of people. That's where I come in for no extra cost to you. I can get your tickets for you. I can stand in queues for special events. I can uh, get your hotel rooms, book together everything, help you plan magical extras, help you plan your dining. 
all that stuff I can do for you, help you with whatever you want slash need to make your vacation the easiest to get to as possible. Uh, because the last thing we need to add on to the fact that you look every day to see how far away your Disney vacation is, is the stress of having to do all the rigmarole and wake up at 4 a.m. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll do that for you instead. And it'll be really cool. And so if you're looking for any kind of help, you can message us on Main Street Mechies on Instagram. I run the Instagram, so you'd be messaging me directly and then we can exchange contact information, all that good stuff. You can also email us at MainStreetMechies at gmail.com. And that, I believe, oh, quick plug to the Instagram. Uh, I We just started a series uh, yeah. where um, I have recently taken all my pin collection and put it up on a cork board and hung it in my office. And while hanging all those, putting all those pins up and hanging them up, I realized just how <laughs> many different weird Disney things are on there and like represented in the pins. Things like the big hat in uh, what was formerly called MGM Studios and now is Hollywood Studios. Um, the fact that it was called MGM Studios. I think there's some Muppet stuff up there. There's some Han Mansion stuff. There's an Alien Encounters pin. And so all that kind of stuff, we're going to be doing a little Instagram series of taking some of those pins and highlighting them and using them to tell the story of what they were about or possibly when I got them and why I got them and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that'll be kind of a fun series. It's called a uh, pinstery lesson. Um, and nice. uh, that will be only on Instagram. And so if you want to see that and you want to see those comes out, they'll kind of come every now and then uh not really putting a timeline on it because they're going to take a little bit longer than normal posts um yeah just just follow the instagram and keep an eye out for those and i think that's all of our plugs six minutes yeah. not too bad especially nice. with that cursed intro i did <laughs> and right, i think we right are ready <laughs> we are ready <laughs> to go into our topic today uh, no, do you want to tell them what our topic today is? I would love to. Uh, so this will be the second installation of our bucket list series. If you haven't heard the first one, uh, Alex and I went through our top three resorts that we would like to stay at in the U.S. Disney parks. And this time we will be talking about uh, dining experiences that are our top three. And once we finish this one up, I believe we have one more bucket list episode planned for now, but I'm sure we'll find more topics to do lists for. And you can look for that one within the next few weeks as well. But we're going to do dining for this one. Still uh, U.S. parks. Um, and I think it can be any, you know, we, we, we talked about the difference between an experience and a restaurant. And I think as long as it happens inside of a restaurant, it fits in the dining experiences category. That's how I did mine. That I, I will agree with you on that. I am intrigued as to what is actually going to come out of your list now that okay, you say that. Uh, well, no, no, it's it's just more you found the cool, res like the resort options too, like the, oh, the, the castle room and stuff like that. The, and so, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm very interested to see what comes from from this one as well now. Just yeah, it's what, a, what you it's found. a bucket list. It's, you know, a once in a lifetime. If I can do this ever, it'll be cool. That that was my my thinking. And I also didn't include anything I've I've already done. But, See, uh, I and I will admit I chose things that most likely I will do at some point. 
Oh, it's just stuff. Well, it well, it's stuff yeah. that I haven't done, and is definitely like farther out. It's those if I would do it, I want to do it right, and they're a little bit farther out of like the price range I typically like doing for a dining. Yeah, and there are places I would choose first because they're like, well, right now with with my son, like character dining, more expensive. That kind of hits our expensive dinner sure. for a yeah. trip, like pretty much right there. Um, so like hitting multiple of these or or any of them becomes a little bit more difficult. Um, but I mostly just focused on places that more expensive and I hadn't been before. And so yeah. like kind of the kind of the places, though, odds are when you say your bucket list, I'm going to be changing mine. So we'll, we'll see. But uh, why don't you start us off this time? Because I think I went first last time. I, I think so. And I yeah. think this gives a good this gives a good opportunity uh, because I also want to want you to look at the dinner menu of these places if you can Ooh, okay. and pick out what you would order. Ooh, um, okay. just just one one entree, just yeah. one entree would be perfect. Um, okay, so number three, I'm going to start with mm-hmm. number three. Go up. Oh, yeah. uh, number three because I've heard so many amazing things about it, and because uh, you look at the pictures and it's absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Is Topolino's at at the Riviera Resort? Oh, and so if you look up pictures, like it's high up there in the Riviera Resort, you're overlooking like the Epcot Resort area, like from the windows, you can see uh, the Swan and Dolphin, you can see Epcot, you can just kind of like see Disney, ooh, like across the expanse. So I was wanting an outdoor seat. Yeah, yeah, right. I want outdoor seat at Topolino's at sunset. And I think what I would be ordering, just kind of looking at the menu here and kind of deciding I, I have okay. This is uh, I, this might not be weird because I don't know if scallops are are normal on the West Coast, but mm-hmm. like well properly cooked scallops is not something I have ever had and it's something I have always like wanted, and I don't trust myself to cook them. And a place this nice, I would actually <laughs> trust to cook them. So I think I'd probably yeah. get the scallops. Nice, yeah, that's yeah. A good so choice. I, I I think that's that's my number three, and and so. And the biggest reason is because I'm very interested in the Riviera. It looks absolutely beautiful. Um, we've talked about staying there a couple of times before. It's just kind of out of our price range. And but I have heard wonderful things about Topolino's. And that's a large chunk of people's like favorite restaurant. And looking at the views, it is gorgeous. And so just having a dinner up there, maybe even like waiting through to watch fireworks and stuff like that would be mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. Nice. And so that's that's why it hit my hit my number three. It's yeah, this looks beautiful. Just the views, and it's in such a prime location too to see so much. Well, and like then you just pop on the Skyliner. You go yeah, to Epcot. like it's, it's so convenient. Perfect. It's perfect. That's great. Uh, and listeners, to give a to give an idea of what price range we're talking here, the entrees range from thirty six dollars at the low end to fifty six on the high yeah, end. Yeah, and and that thirty six is a cauliflower steak. There is zero <laughs> protein in that thirty six, <laughs> and you can add like they have enhancements like adding seared scallops uh, in with black truffle jam. 
Whoa. for twenty four dollars. That's Ooh, not the a price meal. of a regular That's entree. An edition. <laughs> yeah, and so like we when we look at this, I mean, I mean, we we definitely we like eating at restaurants and stuff like that, and we like to kind of keep in places where we see things that we like that are in like the twenty to thirty dollar range. Yeah. Like when, when we sit down, because it's re- it's really hard to find non counter service that's below that in Disney World. That at least from what we found, there's definitely some some really good places um, that have in that range. But like, you don't want to be at a. We don't always want to eat like burgers, even if they're like really good burgers. Right. And, like usually that like low twenties, if not below, is usually hit with like burgers and sandwiches. Yeah. And so. Like if we're wanting something else, we'll usually be in like the 20 to 30 range. Once you get the fact that essentially $40 is the cheapest meal on yeah. there and it's not <laughs> the one you want, then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so mm. we get this. If we get drinks, if we get an appetizer, like it, suddenly this is a $200 meal and it's like, oh, a yeah. mistake was made. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so that's why. Yeah, the the price range definitely puts this more on a bucket list. This would be like a like if we were going during something um, like if we Mm -hmm. went during my wife and I's anniversary or or Christmas or some special like a birthday or something like that. This would be like one of those places I would pick for that to. Yeah. And and that's honestly that's the big thing that I chose this list for was okay, if I'm doing a special event and I want to do a place I've never been, what would be my top three of like, I'm going to splurge. I'm going to treat, I'm going to treat us. This is a, this is a experience and a present. This is what we're doing. And so that's, that's how I chose my list. So it might seem a little mundane, uh, but I, I, I would still have this on my bucket list. Nice. No, that's a, that's a good one. I like it. And I was not aware of this one. So educational. Yeah. All right. I want to hear your number three. All right. Well, my <laughs> I thought for a second about just doing a goof and just putting Satuli Canteen three times on mine just to mess with you. <laughs> Ten minute episode. Just show you how it's regretful I am. Saying, it's just me <laughs> saying my three and you saying Satuli Canteen. It's Satuli Canteen, Satuli Canteen. And then uh, Pizza Rizzo at the top, just for rat <laughs> supremacy. You've already crossed that one off. Like, that's true. It's like, that's progress. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I have an honorable mention that I kicked off my list this morning, and it was Blue Bayou, only because I've never oh, eaten there, yeah. and it's it's very attainable. And that's the only reason I kicked it off. Is like I I could do that. We just have to make the decision to spend the money, but like it's not you know crazy or anything i'd like to was on our on our list for uh for disneyland but then we we decided to do lamplight instead yeah i feel no no sadness with that decision no but i do love creole cooking and yeah i would yeah that's 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 where i i I love a louisiana style cooking so i'll get to that someday i don't think i'll ever get to the other three on my list (laughs) these are these are highly very interested so number three on my list is uh victoria and albert's inside the grand floridian in disney world (laughs) this this is probably (laughs) the most like expensive publicly available dining experience you can get there's no set menu. There's just a tasting menu that consists of seven courses. And I believe oh, the price is yep. like between $300 and $400 per person. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. I, so, I have seen this place and it intimidates me. It's <laughs> insane. Like a seven course menu, it changes fairly often. And then there's like a different wine paired with each course. And it's basically you're just Disney is personally catering to you for four hours or something like that. Like it is a long experience. It is an expensive experience. It looks so bougie, but that's why it's on the list. I literally Googled like, most exclusive dining experience disney world and this was the top of the list I, I think this is yeah as far as like publicly available to people like the only thing that you would get like more exclusive would be like the club 33 dining right and stuff yeah. like that but like you can still yeah. do this it's 425 per guest <laughs> my word yeah so uh Wine wine I... pairings begin at an additional two hundred dollars. Just kidding. So it's more like six twenty five if you want yeah, the wine well, pairings. Because I mean, that's that's the thing with with me with these kinds of restaurants is if I'm if I'm going, I want to go. Like you know, what I sure. mean, like oh like, yeah, like get like get the whole experience. Yeah, yeah. Like like Topolinos, we're like we're obviously getting some of the starters and stuff like that when we go, and it might be one or two. Like that's. Yeah. If you're going to go to a place like this, I always feel like not saying you shouldn't go if if you can just kind of do like you're just there to get a dinner. And, and that's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah, yeah. It's more just my preference is like Personal if preference. I come out of there and my stomach doesn't hurt, I feel like <laughs> I didn't do it right for me. And I mean, so like I'm getting the wine like that's that's the thing I'm getting the wine pairing and I'm I'm going to go it's like you are going to treat me like I'm paying six hundred dollars yeah. for this if I'm paying four fifty I'm paying the extra two and you're treating me like as yeah. good as humanly possible. Yeah and like the the reviews I've read were like uh, I was planning on I knew how much food there would be so I did not eat any lunch this day going into it and I'm glad I did because it was so much food. <laughs> seven courses seven courses like that is uh insane. five five actual like on main courses uh like a soup course and a taster course and then at the end there's the dessert course okay i'm curious just general question have you ever eaten at a place where it's just like hey hand us your money we're serving you the food we're serving tonight the closest i've been to that was eating at um Carthay Circle in California Adventure. Okay. Because, and that was, I don't know if that's how it always works, because that was a part of like a world of color dining package. So you pick, I think they had two like prefix meals, and you picked one of them and you paid for it. And then they were like, okay, here you go. First course, second course, dessert. That's how that okay, went down. Okay, so there was there was like options, but not not there like were, this where it's there were two options. Yeah, yeah. So this not, is but just not like, like this where it's just like this is money. our menu tonight. <laughs> or I think there's two tasting menus, so there's two options. Because mm -hmm. I'm looking at their website, it's like choose from two tasting menus, each designed to delight. So essentially, <laughs> it's like, hey, pick A or B. We are so confident that you're gonna love it. There's yeah, no substitutions. Like <laughs> you don't need you to are pick eating anything. This. Yeah. I, I truly I don't even know if that would work with with my my family like I'm it's, I'm a decently like I will try most things yeah Miranda will try a lot of things she has a she has a few hard no's on like mm -hmm. certain kinds of food no I get that and yeah. Grayson is showing to be a very picky eater 
So I don't, I don't think, I don't know if this would ever work for my, to be able to find something that's like, oh yeah, I like everything on this menu. Like, I feel like this is, this is fine dining. Like this is, this is fancy. And like, it's the kind of thing where all of the main dishes are very small portions and it's so like artful and there's so much that goes into it besides just the food that. Yeah, it's definitely not for everyone. It's just like if I ever got the opportunity to do this and it wouldn't financially damage me as a person, then I probably would. But I don't see that you'd happening like anytime soon. Yeah, you'd almost yeah. like have to if it was like, hey, you should do this. And you look at your checking account and you can like, well, I can, I can do that. I guess it's, so. It's, it, well, that's that's a bucket list, right? Like that's right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah this will hurt, but it's fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's my that's my number three. Okay. Okay. That's a, I am very intrigued to see where you go from here. Yeah. Oh no. (laughs) But let's uh, let's head to number two. (laughs) Okay. So number two is another one that I have heard of, never eaten at and should have eaten at. And it is Tiffin's. Tiffin's. So I don't think this one is actually too terrible on price. And so this, okay, no, I'm looking at the main courses and it, yeah, it's not (laughs) Um, where no, is I Tiffin's? might be getting the cheapest one. Uh, so Tiffin's is in Animal Kingdom Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so I'm I'm pulling up pictures of it as oh. well. Oh, it's it's nice. It's really nice. It is nice. And the I mean the atmosphere is super cool. Um, I think is this connected to Nomad Lounge? It Am looks I? like it is. Yes, it is. Is is the restaurant connected to Nomad Lounge? And nice. so this one, honestly, this one might end up getting, we might try and do this one. Yeah, this, like, this, this is definitely attainable. It's attainable. This is nice. It's not, it's not due often, but it's attainable. No, yeah. Um, so this one, this one might end up being on our list for our trip in April. We'll see. Ooh, but uh, it, the food looks fantastic. Um, the atmosphere nice. looks great. I love Nomad Lounge. And if they have the ability, if they have some seating outside like Nomad Lounge does, I can't fully tell. Mm-hmm. Um, you're sitting right on the river, which is amazing. And mm-hmm. so I think as far as like what I would order, to be honest, the Szechuan noodles, I always love like Asian noodle dishes. Oh, and yeah. so those are probably going to end up calling my name. Um, but it's also hard to go away from, from butter chicken or short rib. So there's like multiple, <laughs> there's yeah. multiple things on that list that given any specific day, the only thing that's more, more speak in the noodles is the fact that it will still probably be like 80 degrees and humid. Yeah, and fair. I don't know <laughs> if I can function in animal kingdom after eating short rib. Yeah. <laughs> in that heat in that environment <laughs> that heat and that humidity um yeah. but as far as like we'll, we'll kind of talk prices again because i i think that's kind of part of this mm-hmm. so prices for here a little bit more attainable um like the noodles are 32 so still low 30s that's the cheapest entree for dinner though um you're looking at shrimp and grits for 37 and that short rib i mentioned mm-hmm. earlier is 50 dollars. so you're already i mean you have yeah. a family and for for Miranda and i this is this is looking at least like 150 at at 
least just yeah you, you add an appetizer or you add drinks or either one of the two you have two plates that are close to 50 50 to 40 dollars and you add tip so it's it's not a dinner we can do often kind of deal but it's a dinner we might be able to swing once a trip for for like a celebratory thing yeah um and I think a little bit more attainable on the range of what we've chosen as far <laughs> as far as these bucket list things. Yeah. Um, yeah. But not 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 crazy, like not not absolutely insane. And so, uh, yeah, that's my number two. Nice. I didn't even know this was like I didn't know there was a counterpart to um, Nomad Lounge, like a full restaurant. Yeah, but it I, looks. I think same. Nomad is essentially like the walk up counter for tickets. OK. Nice. I think it's 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 that that vibe because Disney does that a lot with yeah. their kind of nicer restaurants. And this is That's I guess fair. this is kind of a tip for some people. Um, if you don't want to sit down or if you want to still like go to the restaurant, see the atmosphere, but not necessarily like do the full dinner, whether it's you don't want to pay for the full dinner or you don't like really sitting down for dinner. Um, a lot of them will have kind of like countertop walk-up areas like nomad lounge like the counter in space 220 i mm -hmm. think uh i think steakhouse 71 even has one of these um Ooh. and I, I could be wrong on that one but uh in disneyland uh trader sam's has one of these make it magical podcast uses it mm -hmm. um it's it's essentially just kind of like a walk up and you get like a selection from the menu, but it's still from the restaurant and it's a lot more casual and usually a lot cheaper. And mm. so you kind of get to try the restaurant. You get to sit and enjoy the atmosphere. We oftentimes when we do those, we'll, we'll, that's when we'll get like a drink or something like that and kind of just enjoy being there. But you're also not like committed to a full meal. Yeah. And you're not paying for a full meal like you're not sitting down. I want an appetizer and the appetizers are starting at like 15 bucks. And so you're not you're you're getting like full things and they're closer to like 12 and below like around there. Mm -hmm. um, at least it was when we last went. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my number two. Nice. Yeah, I I mean, another honorable mention, I I think the next time we go to Disney World, we're definitely going to at least go to Nomad Lounge because it was on mentally on my list. And then we just ended up not spending as much time in Animal Kingdom and we were never there in the evenings, which seems like a, a great time to go. But yeah, that that whole, I guess, the pair of them, like the vibes are just immaculate, the decor and the environment and like a nice break from everything else happening in Animal Kingdom. Nice. I like it. Yeah. One of the things I loved in Nomad was one of the decorations they have were these little pieces of paper that had like people wrote down their travel stories and they like hung them up. Oh, and that's stuff like super that. cool. And so there was there's so many of these things. It was really cool. And you could kind of read a few in your area and stuff like that. They were really oh, so they're like kind of by the tables and stuff where you can they were like from the ceiling, if I remember. Oh, correctly. whoa. Yeah. OK, cool. If, if I'm remembering, it's been a little bit since I've gone. I'm going to look up a quick picture but i believe they were yeah yeah you can see them um so they're kind of hanging up above the bar um and they're these kind of little little 
little pieces of oh, paper. Oh, I can see those. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they have like people's travel stories and stuff like that. And they're they're oh, in. Awesome. Uh, I think they're in a couple other places in the room that you can kind of see. But we were we were sitting at the bar, so we could just kind of read read just the ones in front of us. Them. They were really cool. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. All yeah, right. So if those, well, if uh, the vibes match. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a good place. Um, speaking of honorable mentions, I decided to put in a plot twist and actually make my number two blue bayou. <laughs> I kicked what was on my list because I, I looked into it some more and I realized this is what I would want to do more. Um for the same reasons that I already said that like Pirates has one of my f- all-time favorite vibes of any Disney attraction. Uh, the one in Disneyland specifically. No offense to the Magic Kingdom one. That one's really good too. But the Bayou scene is just chef's kiss. Um, and I would want to eat there for that reason. But also, so um, Molly's mom met her dad working in Disneyland. And for a little bit, she was working in the kitchen that made the food for Blue Bayou. And I Yes, chocolate mousse dessert that they would serve at Blue Bayou. And she, like one night after a shift ended, was just eating some of the mousse with a spoon out of the giant bucket in the kitchen. <laughs> and like a co-worker came in and was like, nice, oh, no. cool. Like it was to be thrown out. It wasn't to be reused or anything. They were like, that's old, throw it away. And she was like, all I remember from working at Blue Bayou is just eating that delicious chocolate mousse. So now I want to go and... uh <laughs> pay on try that moose yeah yeah try that moose if it if they even still have it um or it's probably different at this point but yeah i i gotta get in there new orleans is like i think i can say oh hmm. no yeah it's my favorite area in disneyland galaxy's edge is a close second but like it's a no-brainer Also, I think I'd be more comfortable there than I would at Victoria and Alberts. I think I would be on edge. <laughs> yeah, Victoria yeah. I, I, that's that's where I those some of those other ones. Uh, it's a little, it's a little bit more difficult. Like it's, a, it's a little bit more difficult for me to think I would enjoy being in mm-hmm. them. Like, yeah, I feel like I would more just be like, "Wow, this was cool. I got to do this." Anyways, let's go back to Satala Canteen. Right. Or hey, let's go Casey sounds comfy. great. Like, <laughs> yeah. like somewhere, I, somewhere I can just gorge myself and not <laughs> yeah. feel upset that that yes. I'm, I about what I what I look like while eating. Kind to of not deal. feel observed and perceived while eating. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that perception mm-hmm. of not belonging. And I feel like Victorian yeah. Alberts definitely would feel like that same as the rest of the grand floridian like those were the vibes i felt just walking through (laughs) so (laughs) i i know i know people love the grand floridian it is a beautiful resort it's gorgeous yeah i hate the vibes of the grand floridian i just do not it is so uncomfortable to me Mm -hmm. like i will take fancy (laughs) wilderness lodge i will take caribbean beach over uh over grand floridian, grand floridian yeah. any day of the week just because it's so fancy and that is i'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt man like yeah. <laughs> I, there's a chance i got like a knee brace like i'm not i'm not doing i'm not yeah. walking through through 
that. Like, I'm I am not ready for that. I just woke up, chugged an iced coffee, and snarfed down an entire breakfast sandwich. I don't want to walk down a beautiful set of stairs and have people look at me. I want to get yeah, in the it's, park. It's 7 a.m. and I'm about to whore for croissant. Like, <laughs> yeah. this is not this is Who not the kidding? area to do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody should look at me and go, hmm regal like that's yeah. not that's oh not one of the doing. locals has arrived yeah. somebody let in the bilge like oh. <laughs> well yeah that's that's my number two all right i like it i like it that's definitely an honorable mention for me that's that's one i definitely want to try i i do enjoy how this has essentially just become restaurants we want to go to um yeah which is like it's a, not even it's like not even ex, it's experience it's not necessarily like experiences and like that but it's it it's kind of like that yeah. So I actually I have a honorable mention as well because um I was originally I originally had Steakhouse 71 as my oh, okay. top. And then I realized Steakhouse 71 is actually a lot more attainable than I thought it was. Oh really? I mean I mean I'm looking at uh steakhouse cuts and um you can get a 14 ounce dry aged uh pork ribeye for 31 and a new york strip for 36 like it's oh it's not a it's not terrible actually no it um, is not and i've hmm. i've heard the sides are great you can get top sirloin for 30 filet mignon for 38 like it's they're they're decent they're decently priced most of the appetizers the most expensive appetizer is the shrimp cocktail at 17 dollars, and so I mean, pricing wise, yeah, more attainable than I was giving you credit for. Not 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 in the same realm as I, I would say as like Topolino's in my in my no. opinion, pricing wise. No, um, when the most expensive dish on the steakhouse cuts is thirty eight. Yeah. <laughs> and the least expensive dish on Topolino's was thirty seven or thirty six. Yeah, that's that's kind of there. So that that got moved to an honorable mention for okay. me. Nice. Um, and so I decided to pick my other one by there was one I was hemming and hawing about, but I hadn't really looked at the menu and Steakhouse 71 sounded better. But I think experience plus I actually looked at the menu and it looks pretty good. Plus, I didn't realize the price was that bad. Um, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Space 220, I think is going to be at my top bucket list. Nice. Because I yeah. just won. I am extremely curious mm. about the the showmanship into it i've heard mixed reviews about the food and that's the main reason why this didn't get added to my list but i've heard it, it's amazing and i've heard people thought it was a little bit overrated but i don't know how much of that is the price the price is 80 person ahead and that's that's for dinner. Yeah. lunch is 50 but it's 80 person per adult or $80 per adult. Uh -huh. And I mean, that definitely will. Will put into perspective, I think, a lot of the food like people will expect a lot more out of the food. If for two people, you're dropping 160 just to get the food. Yeah, I don't think that does not include drinks. Um, But mm. it does have an appetizer an entree and a dessert. And so it's, okay. it's a three course thing. Yeah. For $80 a person. So you're definitely getting a lot of food. Um, but I think with the atmosphere on the inside 
and the kind of like showmanship to get in and all that kind of stuff. I think this mm -hmm. one would be a lot of fun and yeah. would be a very interesting experience. And so that's that's why I put it at my number one. I also just like the dining room and I gastronomy is kind of fun and it seems like yeah. they do a lot of that here. And so it would just be kind of interesting to see how they do stuff as long as it's all tasting good and stuff like that. I'm willing yeah. to try anything. And so that's a yeah, that's a good one. That's like, that's what I'm going to I'm going to lock in as my number as my number one. I I also toyed with that as my number one and really just to see, yeah, the execution of everything, because I've also seen some people didn't like it or they thought it wasn't as it was underwhelming or something. But I I'd know love a to lot go of check people it out. have issues with the screens <clears throat> once you're actually in the restaurant, too. Like, I've heard uh -huh. some people who get like motion sickness and stuff like that. Oh, like screen sickness have issues in the restaurant. Huh? That's yeah. interesting. And so I, I don't know how much of that is like, because I know there's like a level is like, oh, oh, man, there's screens. I feel like I'm going to get sick while I'm up there. And then you yeah. get up there and you feel sick. And you don't know if you made yourself sick or they, or the screens made you sick. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and I, I feel like it also depends on how close you're sitting to the screens. Because it looks yeah. like you can get tables that are further inward that are kind of further from the windows. And maybe that would be a little better. I can see how if you were like right next to one of them, it's kind of the like kind of person fish eyed and yeah, it makes kind make of you feel a little. Bleh. Um, yeah. <laughs> but one thing I don't know if they do this or not. I haven't I haven't like really researched like what music they play when you're in there or oh, anything like that. Yeah. If they could just while I'm there, just play the space mountain ride queue soundtrack <laughs> while i'm oh, in there because yeah. then it's essentially i'm eating in space mountain which is perfect that, that is would be what great. i want that is yeah. great like that is that is the perfect dining experience yes sir i will have another like yes absolutely <laughs> take my money i would love take that. my money that reminds me of of one completely unrelated thing but i'm gonna drop it in here as a fun fact because we've got some time to use um I learned this while doing research for something else, but the Space Mountain Magic Kingdom, I learned uh, the loading area. And you could see into the mountain and hear the cars go by and hear the sounds of the ride from the loading area. Which seems insane. <laughs> like, yeah. Given Space Mountain today. But huh. I guess it was just a it was much darker in the load area. And there was just a there's a big panel in the ceiling that was gone. And all I could find was a video from like the early 2000s from the people mover when the lights were on. And there's just a big hole there. And it's just so you can hear the cars whooshing by and that build like anticipation a hazard to get to have to get that dark in the queue area. Like that, I don't think that does it was not seem super enjoyable. It seemed like they still had all of the lights illuminating the ground. There just weren't any lights on the ceiling like how there are hmm. now. Like there's those neon blue strips that yeah. run on the ceiling. So I don't know how that worked. Maybe that's why they stopped doing it and filled in the roof. But yeah, because I don't know. It's like just being in a dark like Space Mountain is a very dark queue. And yes. imagine it being darker does not sound like super enjoyable. Like for that, it's more for the length of time. Like they've done parts of cues where it's like pretty dark and stuff like that to kind of like set mood and, and all that. Kind right. Of stuff. For it to be the entire queue, like you are 
and in fact you get darker the further yeah. into the queue you get <laughs> that would be a little a little much for me and and then could just kind of like getting into the car and everything like that like especially because you can find yourself in that part of that queue for like 30 minutes yeah just that yeah. that's that's a little much and, it's, and then having the roller coaster sound just like right above you every just single whooshing like by 20 seconds like like yeah <sighs> interesting doesn't sound like a spaceship but sounds interesting okay <laughs> yeah that just reminded me there's your random fun fact for the episode love it love it yeah all right um, let's hear your number one i'm i'm right, intrigued. my my number one probably is not a surprise it's club 33 in disneyland <laughs> <laughs> it is technically a dining experience <laughs> it's... i i figured when you said what you said at the beginning of the episode that club 33 was going to be on your list and so i'm while you talk about club 33 i'm just going to pull up some pricing stuff for club good 33. luck it's so club 33 my my initial list was club 33 disneyland at the top and then the club 33 in magic kingdom was number two and i realized <laughs> that wasn't very good content but that one's that one's newer and it's in Adventureland, and it's like it's called Captain's Quarters, and it seems to be more nautically themed, which sounds pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so Club Thirty Three, for those of you that don't know, um, the very the original Club Thirty Three is in Disneyland in New Orleans Square, um, above, kind of above Blue Bayou, and it's like on the top floor of some of the buildings back in the New Orleans area. Um, it is an incredibly exclusive dining club for lack of a better descriptor. Um, it's really hard to find information about it because they are very strict about not letting people take pictures inside. I do know that there have been, they still will let people come in just to see it, but you have to be like a really popular Disney influencer or like a business person or someone that they, they'll benefit from showing you what's yeah. going on in there yeah. but I've, to... I've seen a few like influencers travel agents but they're like yeah. top top influencers top travel agents have done deals with disney before like directly with mm -hmm. the company kind of deal they have i've seen one person who ate there and i can't remember who it was he was not allowed to record anything on the inside mm -hmm. of the restaurant or anything like that just like he had like a picture of the foyer and that was it that's all he was allowed to do he said it was amazing like it was the best he has ever had it's uh if you look up like how to join club 33 there is a club 33 membership page on the disney world website and like literally all it says is like if you're interested email this email address club 33 at waltdisneyworld.com and that's... so i have a wiki how article <laughs> oh okay i don't know how i don't know how accurate it is but i think i've seen these numbers a couple other places so uh, this was from back in 2019 for reference because so these prices have guaranteed gone up. Uh, so you have to apply. Um, they will uh, they will read your application uh, It's expected to be professional and high class. And then they will decide if you are allowed to pay to join. It's not it, it, it's are you allowed to hand us your money? Mm. Um. And it is, like you said, it's essentially like a dining club, like a mm -hmm. Disney fan dining club kind of deal. So there are only about 500 spots 
Wow. And they're and in 2019, there are apparently 800 people on the wait list. That's so to get in, you have to uh, you have to be pretty high up on the list. And the article recommends only calling about your application once a year. Wow. Uh, so that you don't <laughs> seem like you're pandering. Uh, Crazy. <laughs> but they can give you an estimated wait time in years. Of how long until how you kind. get to join. Oh, well, that, uh, that's great. Once you do get in, once you are chosen, uh, you make a $25,000 payment uh, to reserve <laughs> your membership. Oh, <laughs> this is for one person. It's a one-time fee and it confirms your place in Club 33. I believe until you either stop paying your yearly dues or you are no longer on this mortal coil. Like oh. that is the two <laughs> the two ways that you leave. <laughs> or you break rules and they kick you out. Yeah. Um, nice. Then every year you will pay $12,000 for your Easy. membership dues. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You have to make the entire payment at one time. There is no financing. And uh, so, yeah, you need to have that 12000 in pocket. <clears throat> That's wow. And then uh, you have, uh, I think you have passes. Uh, you are expected to wear uh, fine evening wear. So that's suits for men, gown for women. Uh, throughout dinner, be respectful of staff and other guests. Uh, sharing passes is only allowed if you make the reservation in advance for the guests who will be dining at the club and clarify that they will be using your membership. In some cases, you may be required to attend the dinner with your guests since you are the official pass holder. Uh, dinners are five to six courses, and the minimum expected payment should be about $150 per head. So you don't get in, you don't dine for free. No, you still like, don't dine for so, free. So that... So your first year, you're paying $37,000 to pay to eat there. To then enter and then pay more for your meal. Yes. Yeah. To so pay that's all just to, to enter the room. That's what that that money is for. And yeah. then it's a restaurant with regular and rules and costs. <laughs> if, if these are incorrect as far as payments, I truly don't know. Uh, I'm trying to look at their look at their sources. Uh, this is for the Disneyland one. I this don't know what Disneyland. it is for the Disney I, World. I will say, so that was the first one that opened. Um, and there, I believe, is now a Club 33 equivalent kind of VIP lounge in all four parks in Disney World. And, I think there's one in California Adventure, too, isn't it? And there? there's one in California Adventure as well. I think it might just be referring to... Uh, Okay, yeah, there's like a special lounge within Carthy Circle in California Adventure. And then, yeah, there's one in each uh, Disney World park. And there's also one in Tokyo Disney and Shanghai Disney. So it has spread. There is no longer just the one. But specifically, this is the one that's on my list because I've walked past, you know, the... So if you're walking through New Orleans Square back behind everything past Blue Bayou in Disneyland... You can see the original Club 33 entrance door uh, that they used to use for entrance. And it has like a 33 on the side and a little doorbell with an intercom. Mm -hmm. And I believe now they they use there's like a little courtyard that's behind a closed gate, typically that has a staircase. 
that they've they've opened for like special oh. i think they opened it as a photo spot for vacation club members like a few pre-covid um but i believe that stairwell is how you go up to the next level and that's how you get in now but you can still see the the 33 placard as you walk by so seeing that so many times that's why it's on my list that's why it's my number one it's likely never gonna happen but if i ever even just get to walk in that would be great i don't even have yeah. to eat there i'd rather so not I'd i have money the that. <laughs> so i have the price for disney world and i have all of the locations of the club 33 Ooh, okay let's hear them so this is according to all ears.net okay. um usually usually pretty good source and this is as of march 22nd 2023 oh wow and so for disneyland uh they're reporting that it's uh it's the twenty five thousand up front and then ten thousand a year um and for disney world it's thirty three thousand dollars up front and fifteen thousand every year do you think they picked thirty three thousand just to be cheeky they're like 33. maybe a little bit <laughs> maybe a little bit i i honestly i would not be surprised and no. at that point 30 and 33 not that much different it's a really not difference it is a very small difference um so the so you are correct it now exists in every disney property except for paris i believe that's kind of surprising and it seems hong like it fit in well in paris hong kong yeah I guess I, that tracks it, it might just be a uh it's a little bit harder market to justify when you're yeah. in literally the capital of fine dining yeah um might be a little bit harder to justify but so disneyland it's in new orleans square like you were saying mm -hmm. California Adventure. It's the 1901 Lounge near Carthay uh, Circle. Mm -hmm. Correct there. Magic Kingdom. It's an Adventures Land. It's called the Captain's Quarters. You're right nice. there. Uh, Animal Kingdom. It's between Pandora and Africa. It's called the Harambe House. Hmm. Um, which okay. I believe the Har Harambe was is the name of the safari, isn't it? Uh, I think it's. I thought it was the name of like the fictional town. It might just be the name of the fictional. It might so. just be the name of the town. Okay. Yeah. Rambe house. Um, nice. In Epcot, it is in the American pavilion. It's called the constellation club. Oh yeah. I did see it, that. Yeah. I, I I'll have to look up pictures of all of these. We might just post pictures of all of these. Be yeah. Fun. <laughs> uh, Hollywood studios is actually in the Hollywood Brown Derby, which kind of makes sense as far as like yeah. with restaurant. It's called the spotlight lounge. Ooh. And then they do not have the exact locations, but it is in Disneyland Tokyo and Disneyland Shanghai. Probably in similar places as World or Land, just because that's how they kind of did it. It's just, it's so it's like, so it's so funny. It's so much money. It's so cool, though, <laughs> that there's like ooh, these secret dining locations for, you know, I don't know. It's It's nice that for all the other ones, except for Captain's Quarters, and the original Club 33, it's a lot easier to find pictures of the interior, mm -hmm. probably because they're a little more lax or, you know, people are just sneakier at those locations. But yeah, you can look up. Um, oh, wait, never mind. I can't find any photos from inside Harambe House. All of these pictures are taken stalker style from outside oh, through yeah. a window. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> that's so good <laughs> oh man but yeah that's uh that's top of the list 
Yeah, bucket no, list. that makes sense. I mean, that's that's obviously that's the real bucket list, right? Like that's the real the real big kahuna. Apparently there if you there's a chance that you could someday work for a company that has a corporate membership and, and they allow concept. their companies to you or their employees to use it if you're at a certain level and you get permission from HR. Got to go to Club 33. It's a business expense. It's got to go. Oh, no, that's not, that's not the case. No, no, no. You still pay. <laughs> You still pay for I'm it. I'm getting in on the company's um, card. <laughs> yeah, it's the company just happens to pay the dues. That's the that's the thing. They pay the man thirty three thousand dollars and ten thousand a year. They're like, we have terrible health benefits, but we do have a corporate membership to Club Thirty Three. <laughs> you won't be able to do anything about your arteries clogging, but you will be able to further them by eating. You're gonna a love six clogging them here, dinner. though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clocking them has never tasted better. Someday I hope to work at such a company. Ah, the dream. The American dream. Oh, it makes me wonder if if Disney itself has has those benefits for certain levels. Like if you're like I would imagine if you're an executive at Disney, you can just eat there. Like Yeah. And if, but but like if you're if you're like in Imagineering or in Right. Like, is there a level of Disney in which you you now have access to the corporate membership, the the Disney membership yeah. to its own exclusive fine dining club. Or like it might be at least easier to find another fellow employee who has a connection that can get in. Yeah, somebody can like get that. you in kind of deal. Yeah. I, I bet that's when I say easiest, that's a very, very relative term. True. But that's <laughs> easier. I would imagine probably the most surefire and easiest way to get in without just paying it would be that. I, I have to imagine. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. That was good fun. listing. That was a lot yeah. of fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, I believe our next bucket list episode, which won't necessarily be the next episode, um, will be our top three experiences. Yeah, that the, we would like to have. I, I think Disney classifies them as magical extras. Yeah. So so think like tours. Think like uh, like special reserve reserved experience experiences kind of deal which i've done none of those i don't know about you same nope yeah. i have not done any of those the closest i've come was that dining package and that was a dining <laughs> package so <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that will wrap this one up thank you everybody for listening hopefully you had as much fun talking about food as we did uh, it is essentially lunchtime for us and so uh, i don't know about Noah, but i'm gonna go get food <laughs> Same. Uh, I am starving. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we will see everybody. Uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Have a magical yeah. week, everybody. Do you, do you have anything for an outro? I have nothing that I'd like to say. <laughs> after um, the one. <laughs> okay, I, I can't try and sing the Ratatouille song because that's definitely going to offend the French. Yeah, um, let's not do accents. <laughs> yeah, no, can't do Just that. Just play it safe on that um, one. How about sweet... You said French accent. That's too much. No, Let's no, do a Muppet chef. It's a generalization of the, the Swedish, Swedish chef is its own thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bring it to